Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Trump had it secured, had the wall being built. A huge percentage of uh, illegals weren't coming over. And Biden goes and lets them all in, and now they're blaming Trump. I just, it's just wrong. You know, it's not even that uh, Joe Biden has led all these people into the country. He just kind of loosened the, uh, he just kind of loosened the, the the rules and regulations. He promised all these things to people that were already here. He gave a lot of illegal immigrants in the country and on the way to the country hope that they could become Americans pretty easily and also get a fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check. So he's inspired a massive influx of illegal, uh, illegal immigration. Doesn't mean that they're in yet but they're at the border and it is causing a huge cry it's a big problem it's a big huge problem and you know it's a big huge problem because joe biden's uh staff has announced hey this is a big huge problem they can't even lie and pretend it's not happening anymore that's how you know it's gotten to uh to a breaking point what's up everybody this is the mark k show my name's mark k thank you so much for joining us 855-765-1045 is our number if you're trying to get through 855-765-1045 is our number and it is monday today which is very exciting we had a lot of news a lot of things happen over the weekend which we're going to get to uh here in, in due course in good time we'll let you know what's happening with with you know people in washington there's some gun legislation that's very important tucker carlson is getting attacked by the marine corps all these things that you may have missed um th- it's happening now and you need to know about it what is that humming by the way is that the guys outside probably yeah the yeah. giant crane out there apparently also apparently they're doing some work on our building there's a large crane, and is that what, it's like a bucket truck, and there's a guy out there, and he's moving up and down. You may see him if you're watching the stream. He's been coming up and down. looks like a window washer or something, uh, but we think that's what that noise is. Oh, so maybe he'll make an appearance on our window here in a few minutes. I don't know if, I don't know if it's related to the construction of the new studio, which we announced on Friday, uh-huh. uh, but it could very well be. Speaking, that is, is that really them? Because that's really. I think so. I don't know what, I mean, I can confirm there's a giant yeah. crane out there and the sound is coming near the giant crane. That's bad timing on everyone's little part. Anyway, uh, so speaking of the new studio and speaking of what we announced on Friday, we have, uh, there's a little bit more to the story. If you missed it on Friday, we, uh, we started the show by making a big, huge announcement. Josh actually wasn't here. He was out of the players. Um, but Hannah and I discussed how we are finally getting after after years and years and years of complaining and and harassing people and sending angry emails and breaking stuff in the <laughs> studio we're finally getting our own space to do our show we're getting an official studio that has been designated exclusively for the Mark K show. It is the only thing that that studio space will be used for. And we had a couple things to thank. Uh, first of all, there was, you know, like I said, our patience and our adaptability. Right. <laughs> you talked about that? Yeah, I said, well, <laughs> you know, we've been very patient and adaptable. Yeah, we sure have. And the second thing is, because of COVID-19, this workspace, which used to house like 100, 150 people, now holds about seven on a daily basis. So there's a lot of extra room. There's conference rooms, but all the conferences are virtual now. They're on Microsoft Teams or Zoom or something like that. So they took a conference room and they they changed it or they are in the process of changing it into the Mark K Show studio, uh, which is where we'll be doing our show from now on. Fun fact, that announcement that we made on Friday wasn't the announcement we had planned to make on Friday. Mm. It was the decoy announcement. We had a bigger announcement that we needed to ta- talk about. We had we had something else that we really needed to let you guys know, and we wanted to let you know, 
as soon as possible because it affects you and it affects your lives. A lot of you, uh, those of you who have come to rely on this show and those of you that turn on the radio every morning at 10 a.m. or go on Facebook every morning at 10 a.m. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear what Mark and Josh and Hannah are going to do, because I mean, like I said, at 10 a.m., we're there for you and and you're there for us. And we've built this amazing family um, oh, in this short period of time. Well, the announcement we were going to make on Friday, but we had to push it back because of just some logistical things that weren't all lined up. And, you know, you know how large corporations are. They work like the government. You think you're going to announce something on Friday? Takes a couple more days. Uh, but, but the thing that we're announcing is, and I know that for a lot of people, this is not going to be a happy announcement. It's going to be a little sad. And that is that, uh, starting Monday, which is the 22nd, uh, we will no longer be heard at 10 a.m. every morning. When you turn on your radio, at 10 a.m., when you start live streaming at 10 a.m., I'm not going to be here. Josh isn't going to be here. Mm. Hannah's not going to be here. I don't know who's going to be here. It's not going to be my voice that you hear. And if you call up, we're not going to answer the phone. And the reason for that is because we will be pushing our show back two full hours. We will start on Monday broadcasting at 12 o'clock noon in the Rush Limbaugh spot. And the, and that and it's bittersweet for us because... I mean, again, we are all fans of Rush Limbaugh. We grew, up, we grew up with him. The reason I do this is because of him. And for the past several weeks, ever, I mean, he he passed away. Gosh, almost it'll be a it'll be a month on Wednesday. Can't believe it. it's been like you know it's been one of the the saddest months that we've ever that we've ever experienced as broadcasters. But it'll it'll be a month on Wednesday. And for the last month, his team and the EIB network and the folks that that have been bringing you the Rush Limbaugh show for gosh thirty years have done a really great job, an incredible job taking you through Rush Limbaugh's history and his story and his show and his legacy. And I probably more than anyone else has enjoyed at 12 o'clock getting in my car and driving home and listening to all of the guest hosts who do, I mean, just an incredible job introing these segments and learning all these things that even I forgot or never knew about the Rush Limbaugh show, which I've been listening to since I was a kid. And and it's been fun for 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 a month. We've been doing it and we've been listening to it and we've been learning from it. Well, the people that own the radio station and, and own the, uh, the the company that that owns this and other radio stations, they agree that it's been cathartic and it's been enjoyable. However, as news stations and as news programmers programmers and as news broadcasters, it, we also have to make sure that we're taking time to deliver to you things that are topical, that are newsworthy and that are are things that you need to know now. And unfortunately, because we lost Rush, he's no longer able to bring you the news on a day-to-day basis. He's no longer there to, to interpret what's going on in Washington and around the world and how it relates to your life now and how it affects your life in the future. And so because of that loss, we are moving into that spot to not take over, not to replace, but to continue the legacy that Rush Limbaugh created and to continue the legacy of talk radio that, again, without him, we wouldn't we wouldn't have this opportunity ever. So it, it's bittersweet because I wish Rush were still here. I wish I could listen to him talk about Joe Biden's speech and the immigration crisis. The next election cycle, I wish I could listen to Rush and see what he's saying and who he likes and who he doesn't like and how it's going to affect the country. I wish we could do that. We can't. And uh, and because that spot is there and because it's open and because we need to go back to talking about what is happening now uh, while still remembering what happened for the last 30 years between 12 and 3, they've asked me to take over. And so starting Monday, we will be moving our show 
to that 12 o'clock spot. With that, as a lot of you also have been uh, yearning for or talking about or asking for, for since we're, really we started this broadcast, um, we will be extending the show by one hour. It will no longer be a two-hour program. We will be filling all three hours of Rush Limbaugh's um, of Rush Limbaugh's time slot. We will start at noon. We will continue every day till three o'clock, and we will do it again. We, we're not look. We're doing this same show. We are. We can't be anybody but ourselves. I can't be Rush Limbaugh. I can only be Mark K. I'm going to be Mark K for three hours a day, and hopefully you like it. But we're going to do the same thing. We are going to we are going to promote conservative values. We are going to call people out. When they're doing something to that infringes on those conservative values, we're going to make sure that we are following the news and explaining it to you so that you understand exactly what's happening and how it affects you and your family and your livelihood and your money and your future. We're going to do all of that, and we're going to have a whole hell of a lot of fun while we do it. Because that's what Rush Limbaugh did for 30 years, and starting Monday, that's the legacy that we are going to continue. So, unfortunately, if you've built your life and your schedule around us being here at 10 a.m., this is the last week that we will be starting at 10 a.m. On March 22nd, the Mark K. Show moves to noon to 3. Got to take a quick break. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. We'll be right back. My name's Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And we just had a big announcement, and somebody said, you don't sound really excited about it. You didn't play the par, par, par thing or anything. You know, there's... And again, and again, we are... Don't get us wrong. We're excited, but, you know, it's one of those things where we wish that there wasn't an opening from 12 to 3. We, we I always used to joke whenever when Rush especially made his announcement and a lot of people thought he was going to retire. That was the big thing a year ago when uh, right when Rush announced that he had this diagnosis. I heard people in the industry, people industry insiders, people who I I'll be honest with you, I thought knew more about radio than I did. They kept talking about when Rush was going to retire. And I knew for a fact this guy was never going to retire. I mean anyone anyone who thought Rush was going to retire and not work until the last possible moment that he could sit in front of that microphone and do his show didn't know Rush. They didn't know him at all. Like Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek did Jeopardy until he just physically couldn't do it any longer. The same was the same was true of Rush Limbaugh. And I knew that he was going to do it until he just physically could not do it anymore. Uh but you know but people talked and they said what what happens when he retires? And I would always say, I don't know what happens when he retires, but I pity the fool that has to take, you know, has to jump into those big shoes. And, well, now it turns out that I'm the fool, at least on this station alone. And we did get a bunch of questions. A lot of people, when we when we announced this, or when we said we had a big announcement, a lot of people had some questions. First of all, there were some guesses. A lot of people asked if Hannah was going to run for Congress, which she is not doing. That's not the big announcement. Hannah's not pregnant. Josh is not pregnant. Josh has not been defunded. That's also not uh, the big announcement. A couple of other questions that have been coming in. People are saying, um, will you be working for EIB? No, we still work here for the – this is uh, – by the way, just to, to clarify for you, we're moving 12 to 3 on 104.5 WOKV in Jacksonville. Uh, that's the station where we're moving to. Nationally, I don't oh, – there's a bunch of other stations. Don't know what they're doing. Don't know what's going to happen at 10 o'clock here on 104.5 WOKV. Um, on the stream, if you're one of the people that streams us or listens live or listens on our app 
the 104.5 WOKV app, you can still do so. It's just going to be from noon to 3. If you listen to the podcast, which is also available at WOKV.com or on Apple or on uh, Google Play, the podcast will still be there. It'll be longer. You're going to have another extra 40 minutes or whatever. Um, so that's a good thing. But uh, but just so you know, this is this is just on 104.5 WOKV uh, and on our stream, on our Facebook page and our YouTube and whatnot. Are there opportunities in the future? Maybe. I didn't even think I'd be doing this a year ago. So who knows what the future will bring. But for right now, uh, that's the big announcement that we have. 855-765-1045. Pete is on the line in Texas. Hi, Pete. How are you? Hey, Mark, congratulations. I think this is amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Man, I appreciate I really do appreciate that. Thank you. I've been listening to you for about a year now. I started teleworking and started listening to you through COVID, and I'm addicted. And and I just want to tell you, when I... When I talk to my friends about your show and I and I advertise your show show for them, you know I always tell them this show is customer based. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show, that it's not your show. And my only advice to you is, you are moving up, my friend. You're moving up fast. And when you do, take Josh and Hannah with you and don't change unless you have to. But just try not to change because it feels like it's my show. It feels like it's what the things I want to say and you're saying them for me. And then you let the customer, you let me speak. You let me have my opinion. That's my only advice to you. And congratulations. And uh, I love you guys. Wow, Pete. Well, first of all, thank you. That to me is the ultimate compliment. And that's so and, and it's so great that you say that because when we you know, I've always for years said, look, this isn't my show. It's your show. I, I don't have to listen to this show. I don't have to listen to this crap. You guys have the choice. Or I rather, I do have to listen to it. You, guys, I don't have a choice. You guys do. So we're glad that you choose to listen to it. And Pete, thank you so much. And that is true. We we want you to be part of the show. Some of the funniest parts of this show are, it's not something I say. What is that? That's outside. Is that the... Whatever that noise, it's it's now one step closer to us. What happened? Maybe it's like a, an invasion of aliens oh or something. God, he's right here. Literally right. Yeah, this is where he is, right here. Oh yeah. On the other side. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we say hi. <laughs> this is some exactly more, some Morse code. Hey, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is exactly the point we're talking about. This is, no, but this is uh, this is your show. This is this is something. That's why we give out the number five hundred times a day. That's why it's an eight hundred number. That's why we have open mic messages. That's why we make it accessible for you to discuss what's on your mind because that's what makes it great. Some of the biggest laughs that we have on the show. It's not something I said. It's not something Josh said. It's not something Hannah says. It's uh, it's usually somebody calling in and saying something or or coming up with something we hadn't thought of or telling us a headline that we hadn't heard of. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a group effort. So, yes, we're moving. And when I say we're moving, it's not just the three of us. All of us. All of us are going to be uh, be moving our show to, to noon to three. And it is your show as much as, if not more so, than it is ours. I mean, after all, it's a federally regulated radio station. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, by the, it's a government regulated radio station. So you guys have a big say in what happens. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. All right, wait, quick break. If you want to say something nice about us, you can, or if you're angry, whatever, definitely send us an open mic message. Do that in the mobile app. When we get back, there's big news, man, big news about the military attacking Tucker Carlson. Which is, I mean, you want to talk about, you think Donald Trump was a fascist. Wait till you hear what the Biden regime's doing. Also, uh, guns. Gun legislation passed in the House of Representatives last week. It's heading to the Senate. If you own a gun, 
we'll see how that affects you. And also, we're going we're gonna to talk to this dude in the bucket truck here in just a minute. Let's see if he can come back later. It's the Mark K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. 855-765-1045 is our number. Elise in Maryland. Elise, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you, Elise? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, okay. Hi. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling. What did you want to say today, Elise? Well, I have two comments and one question. Yeah, absolutely. Other than uh, congratulations, and this is where I get my news. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. I want to compliment you by saying that I have found you as a 40-year teaching veteran that you are one of the most fluent communicators. Whoa. In 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 the uh, you're mirroring uh, Peter Jennings and Al Michaels. Wow. Your ability to communicate without the ums and you know like Jen Psaki and uh, uh. Yeah. anyway, my question is this: since I am a cottager, a fifty-year cottager in Ontario, okay, and uh, just recently they closed the border for a whole nother year. Yeah, I have not been in my home since September of 2019, and they won't let me in. Do you think that this is just an antagonistic response to uh, to closing the Keystone XL pipeline? Hmm, that's an interesting point. I, I hadn't even thought about that. And for those of you that don't know exactly what's going on in Canada, you can't cross the border into Canada for any reason. Uh, there, in fact, there was a story on Sunday morning the other day. There's a little tiny part of Washington State. I forget what point something Washington. And the only way it's all it's not attached to mainland, uh, the mainland U.S. It's attached to Canada, but it is part of Washington because of the way that the parallel, um, you know, it crosses over. It became part of U.S. territory. But the only way to leave is to drive through Canada and back down into Washington. And these poor people are stuck on their little island. They can't go anywhere. And I hadn't thought of this, but after Joe Biden signed the executive order on day one or day two of his presidency, it wasn't it doesn't matter. He signed like 57 in in a 48 hour period. He shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, costing thousands of American jobs, probably thousands more uh, jobs in Canada. And you think, Elise, that this may be retribution continuing the border shutdown could be retribution for shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline. I hadn't thought of that, but that is an interesting theory. That is an well, interesting theory. Yeah, professional i own my own travel agency yeah and we sell a lot of um alaska tours and every alaska cruise tour has to stop in vancouver sure comes back to seattle and just when we were getting the summer season ready to go for this year just as soon as that was announced they closed it for a full year a full year for what yeah. it can't be covid no i had it's, I don't. I don't listen. I have a lot of. Um, I have a lot of Canadian relatives. My father still lives in Canada. My sister lives there. I have a bunch of aunts there. And I will say this: contrary to popular belief, Canadians can be vindictive sobs. So you <laughs> could. You could definitely be on. You could be not just my relatives. Uh, you could be onto something. So hey, thanks so much for the call and thank you so much for the compliment. We really appreciate that. Greg is in Jacksonville. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. Oh, good. Uh, listen, you guys. Excuse me, every day. Oh, good. Well, we appreciate that. Keep the faith. You're the only one left. Excuse me. I wish all the luck in your journey here in the afternoons. I'll be listening. Keep us going. Greg, we listen. That's that's all we want to do, man. We want to give you something to listen to. We want to give you some hope. We want to make sure that when times are tough. You know that they're not always going to be this way, and we want you to know that when times are, are bright and exciting, we'll tell you exactly how to keep them 
uh, you know, keep them bright and exciting. And Greg, thank you so much. We appreciate the call and we appreciate the well wishes. 855-765-1045. And again, I hope, I hope you can adjust your schedule in a way that you can still join us, if not for all three hours a day, starting on Monday noon to three, at least, uh, for some of them. 855-765-1045. All right. Let's get to some of that news because again, the reason that we're actually, uh, the reason that we're actually moving is because the powers that be feel like we can actually tell you what's going on in the world and how it affects your life. And I do want to talk about this bill that passed the House of Representatives last week and is headed to the Senate. And Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, by a slim majority, we should start calling him the slim majority leader because that's really that's a more effective that's a more effective description of the guy. Uh, Chuck Schumer, the slim majority leader in the Senate, he had a press conference talking about H.R. 8. House Resolution 8. And this is something that has passed before and, as he said, was buried in Mitch McConnell's legislative graveyard. That's where bills that Mitch McConnell doesn't care about or doesn't want to vote on or doesn't think should be lost. That's where they would just go and they would just sit and rot away and no one would ever and they'd never see the light of day. Well, this H.R. 8 bill is something that Chuck Schumer says will see the light of day and will get a vote. And H.R. 8 is all about universal background checks for firearm purchases and and sales and whatnot. Whenever you transfer a firearm, it is it is basic. It's got to be universally background checked no matter who, what or where you buy it from. Here he is announcing the pending vote in the Senate. Which, of course, is okay. Right here we go. The legislative graveyard is over. H.R. 8 will be on the floor of the Senate, and we will see where everybody stands. Yeah, all right, so H.R. 8 is going through. It's going to be on the floor of the Senate. We're going to see where everybody stands. And then he said this, which I thought was really Some interesting. Prayers. A vote is what we need. Oh, hold on, wait. A me, vote. Let me rewind. Not, here we go. No more hopes and prayers, thoughts and prayers. A vote is what we need. A vote. Not thoughts and prayers. All right, so Chuck Schumer says, no more thoughts and prayers. We need a vote. We don't need thoughts and prayers. No more thoughts, no more prayers. Think about what the Democrats are actually declaring here. Chuck Schumer, the slim minority, a majority leader, he's standing up in front of the press, and he's saying the Democrats are not going to offer up any more thoughts and prayers. The Democrats are not going to think, and the Democrats are not going to pray. We are done as a party thinking and we are definitely done as a party praying. What they're announcing to the world is something that a lot of us already knew. They don't have brains, or if they do, they don't want to use them. And they don't have souls. They're soulless, brainless people running through Washington, passing legislation that is also basically soulless and brainless. Because if you look at H.R. 8, it's it's the most pointless piece of legislation I've ever seen. And there's there's a lot of pointless legislation that has come through the House and the Senate. When you buy a gun right now, and anyone who's purchased a gun knows this, there's background checks. You go to a you go to a gun shop, and what do you do? You walk in, say, "Hey, I want to buy that gun." They say, "All right, fill out this form." You fill it out. They run it through the computer. You've either got to come back in three days, or if you've got your permit already, you have to sit there and make small talk with the clerk behind the counter, talking about his days in Nam, talking about horrible things about Hillary, trading conspiracy theories for about twenty, thirty minutes until you're cleared with your background check and you can take your Glock. And you can go. If you go to a gun show, 
very similar scenario. You go to the gun show, you find a gun you like. There, the guy says, "Okay, you can buy it," but first you got to go talk to the cop in the corner of the room. And once he says it's okay, he tells me that you're not a psychopath. You're not some kind of escaped convict fugitive from the law on the run, swinging by the gun show to pick up some guns and ammo before you go commit your next heinous act. As soon as the cop clears you, then you're good to go. So it's very difficult already to buy a gun without some kind of background check. Now, in a few places, you can buy a gun from a friend or a relative or a neighbor without a universal background check. If you're a private owner, for example, if I went out and bought a new Glock and I wanted to sell my old Glock to Josh or Hannah, I could do that. And then if they did something bad with that gun and got caught, it would be traced back to me. And we would all basically we would all basically go down in flames. If I wanted to buy a gun for a like my wife, I could buy her a gun and transfer it to her for her birthday or, you know, happy 20th anniversary. Uh, Honey, here's a SIG. You know, I hope you you carry it in your purse. And, uh, you know, and I love you and I want you to be protected. That kind of thing is allowed underneath H.R. 8. That would no longer be allowed. I wouldn't be able to gift my wife a gun. I wouldn't be able to sell my gun to a friend or a relative or a neighbor. We would all have to go to the gun store. We would all have to sit down. The background check would still have to happen. We'd have to pay some kind of fee, I'm sure, to the gun store owner because they're not going to do that kind of thing for free. And then you can walk away with the gun. So this is the problem is all of this is just pointless. It's a they call this the bipartisan backgrounds check our background checks act of 2021. And the reason it's bipartisan is because both sides know that it doesn't really do anything to protect people from gun violence. The Democrats know this is just a way that people can look at us and say, hey, you're actually doing something about gun violence. Thank you. We'll vote for you in the future. This is something Republicans can get behind and go back and tell their constituents, we didn't really do anything. We voted on this. We worked with the Democrats, but we protected your rights. They're not really infringing on your rights anymore anyway. And when it comes to stopping gun violence, we know this doesn't work at all, because when you look at states that already have this, California, for example, they have had a zero percent change in violent gun crime. Tennessee, Indiana, those two states have done the opposite. They had universal background checks. They revoked them. They repealed the legislation. And guess what happens now? Zero percent change. This is not something that affects gun violence, gun deaths, gun crime at all. Why? Well, because criminals usually don't go to the gun show or the gun shop to buy a gun before they go pop a cap in somebody. Typically, if a criminal really wants to go kill somebody or multiple people and they don't have a gun, they're not going to go buy one. They will steal one. They'll bust the window in their neighbor's pickup truck because they know he's got a shotgun under the seat. Or they'll break into a house down the street because they know there's a couple Glock pistols underneath the bed. Most violent criminal acts that are performed with guns are performed with guns that are stolen. Why? Because criminals don't care about laws. They don't care about background checks. And you can't background check a stolen gun. You can't stop somebody mid-crime and say, excuse me, before you steal that gun, we need to run a background check on you to make sure that you're you're psychologically competent to have a gun, that you don't have any uh, outstanding warrants. So it's all basically, it's all pointless legislature. I mean, criminals don't, st- if you're going to go kill somebody or multiple people, if you really, if there's three people and you're like, they got to go, man, they've wronged me. You're not going to, you're not going to scoff at stealing a pistol. You're going to be like, well, you know, murder's fine, but grand larceny, that's where I draw the line. I am not taking anything that doesn't belong to me. It doesn't work that way. So that's why this bill is this whole thing is pointless. These uh, these Democrats are shooting blanks at Congress, which I mean, we should understand because we already know they told us they're not going to think and they're not going to pray. 
I still am going to think and pray. I think this bill is stupid, and I pray that we get better leadership in 2022. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll get to more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. More of the Mark K Show is on the way. What a great announcement. That's a great honor for you guys to be in Rush Limbaugh's time slot. It is a little bittersweet, but I'm so glad that they're moving you guys there. Well, we appreciate what we're getting a lot of open mics and we appreciate all of them. We definitely do. And, you know, it's, it's true. It's bittersweet for us as well. We didn't we didn't ever want to be in the position where that time slot was was available or had to be filled by anybody. But like I said, I'm a you know, I've been a Rush super fan my whole life. And uh, I, you know, I'd rather a, I'd rather a super fan, somebody who understands what Russia's um, life was all about, what Russia's message was all about, what conservatism was all about. And, of course, what it, what entertainment was all about, which is what I mean, that that, that culminate that's the culmination of Rush Limbaugh. And so uh, I would rather a fan and somebody who understood that take the spot. So when they told me they wanted it to be me, to be me, we uh, you know, we we accepted. And that starts on Monday, 12 to 3. The Mark K Show here on 104.5 WOKV and wherever we stream our show live. Ryan is in New Mexico. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, hello. How are you doing? I'm good, man. What's up, Ryan? What do you want to say? Well, you know, I, uh, I'm i anti-gun, and I just there, – there's several things. I mean, of course, we go to the Second Amendment where you always – you know, cite the Second Amendment, we have the right to bear arms, but then we always forget the second half, which is an well-regulated militia. And then, you know, whenever you look at the sacking of the Capitol building, those were what you would call, in a situation, well-regulated militias. So it doesn't really make sense to even let those kind of people oh, out. Hold on, hold on. First of all, I, Ryan, I appreciate that you're anti-gun. I'm not really sure what anti-gun means. You just don't think there should be any oh. guns? Well, I, I think only police should have guns. Only police. And then well, I mean, we could do the Australian uh, template and try to only give police, and then the rest of the time, whenever you're hunting, you have to put it in a locker at a Okay, so, so only police, military, I'm assuming as well, you think should have guns as well? Oh, no, no, not with the PTSD going around. I oh. mean, that's a mental disorder. Oh, so you don't want the military it, it, to, you don't want military to have guns either? Well, I don't want their three-year-old kids picking it up on the on the table. And well, what about the police officers? Do the police officers have to swear an oath of celibacy so they don't reproduce <clears> and they don't have kids that can pick up their guns that are laying around? Well, I think police are well, well, well trained for a social atmosphere at home. All right, and but the military are not well where... trained in gun safety, so they'll carelessly leave their weapons around where kids can pick them up. Well, it happens every day, so okay. I'm not really sure. Right, right. What let me. The yeah, no, I appreciate that. I listen, and I want, and we don't have a lot of time before we break for news. But let me tell you a couple things. First of all, the first part of the Second mem- uh, Amendment is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security. That's not the second part. That's the first part. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. what's important about it. The all second right. part is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And what you just described, a country where only the police have guns, is exactly why the Second Amendment exists. Because if you have a state where only the police have guns, you have a police state and you do not have freedom of anything. Because if the police don't like it, tough. Well, they're the only ones, and of course, uh, not their children because they're they're safe. Uh, they're the only ones that have the guns and can and can keep the peace. Um, but, you know, I, I appreciate your call and I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you. I wish I had more time to explain the Second Amendment to you. But, you know, I mean, it's I'll be honest with you. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Also, the protesters at the Capitol were not a well-regulated militia. And I know this because one of them was dressed like Chewbacca and wearing Viking horns. <laughs> but that's a topic. That's a topic for another day. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
know you guys can do it. You got some big shoes to fill taking uh, Rush Limbaugh's face. But I know that if anyone can do it, it's you guys. Boy, we appreciate that uh, very much, and we appreciate all the open mic messages, all the great uh, kudos we're getting online. I know that there, <laughs> I know there's somebody out there right now going, "Oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." But we uh, we appreciate you keeping it to yourself. Also, there's a um, they posted a story. If you want all the details about our move to noon to three, there's a story on 104.5 WOKV.com. It's actually WOKV.com. And fun fun fact, they used a picture of me. I did this big photo shoot at this really cool warehouse uh, downtown, the Glass Factory, it's called. And I went in there and I bought, I dug up my suit from the back of the closet. I found a tie. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll put on a tie. I'll try to look respectable. And uh, and we went down there for like an hour. And I was in this really cool warehouse, really great space. And I sent him a photo. I said, here, you. this one looks badass. Use this one for the press release. It'll make me look cooler than I am. And so they, they published the story on WOKV, and they cut me out of the warehouse <laughs> and put me in front of, like, a cubicle or something. So I look like I'm in – I look like I'm downstairs in the sales office. I was like, yeah. I could have just stayed here. You had a meeting. And uh, anyway, yeah, I had a meeting. So they love the tie, but not so much the warehouse, I, I guess. guess. I guess not. No, it's but a great it looks, tie. It's a good tie. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's not – it's radio. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter where I am. Right. As long as you can hear us. And you will be able to, 12 to 3, starting Monday. Um, yeah. 855 765 1045. By the way, one thing that Rush Limbaugh has taught us and one thing that we will continue to do moving forward. And this is I mean, this is very important, I think, for all broadcasters. But really, what one thing that I always loved when Rush did it and I learned from it and, I, and we do it now do it here um, as well, is when you say something one day and then it happens, you always have to go back and remind people that you said it beforehand and that it turned out to be right. And you do that by going into the archive or as we like to call it, the archive. And 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 finding the clip and playing it back with a little bit of, you know, with a little bit of like distortion on it. So it sounds pre-recorded. And this is something I said about Oprah Winfrey and the Royals and the media just last Friday. Listen carefully. Uh, let me hit the button here. And but look, uh, the Oprah Winfrey example is a prime example. Oprah Winfrey and these um and these Royals, you know, Meghan Markle and 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 Prince William, they I mean, they did that interview this past weekend for two reasons. Number one, for more fame and more fortune. Right. Oprah got the fortune and the uh, prince and princess got the got the fame. In fact, Oprah Winfrey made a big stinking deal about this interview beforehand where she pointed out that that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry weren't getting paid for this interview. They were not getting paid at all. They were doing it free of charge. And you have to stop and think to yourself, why on earth would they do this interview? Why on earth would they get up there and say all these controversial things? Why would they get up there and accuse their own family, the royal family, an institution in Great Britain of being racist? Talk and tell these stories about her baby's skin color and how everyone was really concerned about uh, about what the you know what the skin color would be when the baby was was finally born. Why would that happen? Why would you go out there and cause such a fuss if you weren't getting paid for it? What's in it for you? And apparently, fame is exactly what she was looking for. Why? Well, according to page six, get this, get this, Meghan Markle reportedly networking with Democrats eyeing a bid for U.S. president. That is, that is correct. Meghan Markle, former TV actress, former princess, wants to now be a future president of the United States. Uh, this again, page six reports Meghan Markle's reportedly networking with senior Democrats to help her ambitions to become the first female U.S. president. The Duchess of Sussex 
previously told friends about her political ambitions and now hopes her blockbuster Oprah Winfrey interview will strengthen support in the U.S. She's only been networking. Oh, she's been openly networking among senior Democrats to help build fundraising teams and a campaign for the White House, according to a senior U.K. politician who served under Tony Blair. Think about this. Meghan Markle, who was once a princess, is still a duchess, married to a guy who was a prince and I guess is still now a duke, wants to become the president, making him a member of the royal family, part of the upper echelon of the United States. He would be first gentleman in that case. This whole thing, this whole thing, the, the pulling away from the palace, the moving back to L.A., Apparently, it's all a ploy for the British to take back the United States of America after 250 years since they lost the colonies in the Revolutionary War. That's all this is. They just want everything. They're still ticked off that all their tea got dumped in the harbor, and they're using Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, to, to get retribution. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. This is Rory in South Carolina. Hi, Rory. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, good, Rory. What's well, going on? I want to say congratulations on your show. Well, thank you, man. I thank appreciate you that. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I grew up listening to Paul Harvey at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. Me too. He was one of my faves, always. Always. Oh. Uh, you know, I just hope you do as good as what they did. Well, I mean, if, I was always, yeah, go ahead. Know, this, deal with, this, this deal with the border. Yeah. You know, we've got 100,000 people coming over. That's a severe national threat. And I'm saying it's not because of the people, because if 5,000 of them in a a herd of 50,000 that are coming up, and as fast as this thing spreads, what happens when you get about 25,000 people with COVID hitting the border? Well, I'll tell you what, man, it's uh, it is. In in fact, when this happened last time during the Obama administration, when Donald Trump was running for president, um, he referred to it as an invasion, because if you think about it, you've got a border of a country, well-established country, strong military power, economic behemoth, the United States of America, a border, the southern border being being bum rushed, basically, by hundreds of thousands of people who look to break through it. Illegally. I mean, what is the difference between between a rush of illegal immigrants coming from Mexico and and from other points? But they're walking through Mexico, coming across the border illegally and busting into the United States. What's the difference between that and, say, you know, a, 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 a rival army busting down the palace drawbridge or or breaking through the turrets, trying to take over another another land by by decapitating the king? I mean, it, it's an invasion of some sort. It may be an unarmed invasion, but it's an invasion nonetheless. And Donald Trump took a lot of heat for that. He took a lot of heat for comparing these 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 poor migrants um, to some kind of army that was trying to infiltrate the United States by any means necessary. And then, of course, Donald Trump won the election handedly against Hillary Clinton and instituted a policy that was strict on the border. It was strict on illegal immigration. It put forth a pattern and a path for legal immigration and started to, of course, build a wall to fortify the border. And what happened? You didn't have what you have now. You didn't have this kind of inspired mass exodus from these poor countries south of us back to the border of the United States of America. And now that Donald Trump's gone from day one, 
what was the first thing day one after he took the oath of office? Joe Biden went to the White House and started signing executive orders, among them reversing every single Donald Trump executive order and action and, you know, piece of legislation. Everything Donald Trump did, even the good stuff like fortifying the border, like building the wall, he put a stop to it. And now look where we are 50 days out. We are on the I mean, we are in the midst of another immigration. It only took him 50 days to undo four years of of um, of great border policy. I mean, I take it back. I used to say that Joe Biden couldn't do anything. He really can. He can cause a crisis and he can do it pretty darn quick. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque show on the way. Yo, Mark, huge fan. Congrats on the new office. Um, in my opinion, you're just pretty much a miniature Rush Limbaugh. That's why I started listening to your show. Oh, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, Mini Rush Limbaugh, I will take that. I will take that. But again, I'm not trying to be him, nor will I be him ever. Uh, I will be me, though. So if you like this show and you're entertained by this show, know that this show will be moving noon to three. And while we will keep everything that Rush Limbaugh held dear and uh, everything that he fought for with his words every single day in his broadcast, um, all the ideals and the and the concepts of conservatism, uh, you know, and, and not take, you know, not taking it lying down and, and doing it in a fun way, being entertaining, entertaining people while informing and inspiring them. That's our mantra. That's something we learned from him. We'll continue that. But we'll do it in our own special way. We will still play all of our favorite games like What the Bleep and uh, and, and Fake News Friday and America is in jeopardy. We'll have even more time because we'll have three hours a day. So we'll uh, probably introduce some new fun things as well. And of course, we will bring you the news and we will interpret it in a way. Hopefully that's easy for you to understand. And uh, and we'll tell you how the what they're doing in Washington and elsewhere is going to affect you and how you can affect change if you don't like it. 855-765-1045. Mini Rush Limbaugh. I've been I've often been called a bobblehead, but never a mini Rush Limbaugh. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. And a couple of other questions that came through. Somebody asked, are we going to have the golden microphone? Absolutely not. That is going in the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a museum somewhere where, you know, we're going to have the same old kind of steel and black matte gray microphone. But good news, uh, no, it's not going to be shared. So I won't have to disinfect it. Like every day. I mean, I let's be honest. Here? You're still going to come in and spray it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who you're kidding. Fair enough. Yeah. Every day I have to come in. I have to get rid of, you know, the Rich Jones germs by spraying the microphone and changing out the little the little kind of microphone like condom thing that they put on there. And uh, I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? It's a windscreen. Windscreen. Right. Wind guard. Right. It's I'd call it a microphone <laughs> the, condom. The thing that goes over the salad bar so yeah. people don't sneeze on it. Right. Same kind of thing. Same thing. But it's for a microphone. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm going to have my very own. I'm, I'm going to have my own microphone finally. <laughs> and nobody can talk into the microphone other than me. Um, so that'll be nice. Anyway, eight five five. No, you better not. <laughs> I I'm, gonna, I'm installing security cameras. Eight five five seven six five. Uh, one zero four five. Let's get to uh, let's get to Jacob in Southern California. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Hi, Mark. Thank you. And you know what's funny is I've been waiting to talk to you for forty two minutes now. Well, <laughs> yeah. So yes, that, I'll be honest with you. That's short by some people's measure, but we uh, we're sorry it took so uh, long, but we're glad we're able to get to you. Well, no, no, no. I I understand completely. It's just um, I'm uh, currently. In school for construction, so okay, cool. I, I'm postponing starting my day with construction. I cherish your show. I like your show is one of the first, first probably three that I subscribe to. Wow, top three, uh, we'll take it for sure. Yeah, 
however long ago when I see I just found out I was a Republican in the last couple of years. You, you just and, found out. Yeah, I because I'm only 23 years old. Okay. So I was undecided until I was like 18 or 19, and then I was like, "Whoa, these Democrats are crazy! Why would I want to go over there?" <laughs> like, how does the logic make sense? Yeah. In what world does this make sense? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, Jacob, look, good good for you that you learned so early. A lot of people, it takes them a lot longer. Uh, to figure that kind of stuff out. But you're, I mean, you're relatively young for figuring out that you're a Republican. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about that. You know, oh, yeah. you're going to have a much happier life. My, yeah, I I've seen stuff that says like Republicans are generally more happy. Yes. Than Democrats because of the disposition. No, it's true. It's 100 percent true. We were uh, I was actually there was a big like a virtual convention for talk show hosts on Friday that I was part of. And, you know, one of the questions asked was I was on a panel with other hosts. Um, and one of the questions asked was, you know, how do you how do you you know, how do you how are you careful about your humor and your jokes? How do you navigate this culture of wokeness so you don't say anything that you think is funny but might be offensive to somebody else? And I raised my hand and pointed out, first of all, we don't care about that. I find that conservative people, they're a lot funnier than, than, than liberal people. They laugh at anything. In fact, liberals are always screaming and yelling and crying about things. Yep. Conservatives are yep. the ones that, that just don't care. And, uh, and I think that that's something we try to do on the show. So I'm glad, I'm glad, Jacob, you were able to find us and I'm glad we're in your top three. And I'm glad that you, I'm, I'm glad you just found out you're a Republican. He says it like he just found out his wife's pregnant or he got COVID or something. Like, you know, yeah. Didn't know I was a Republican, but I peed on a stick and it turned red. <laughs> and I was like, damn, all this time. Look at this. Monty, is that red? Yep, that's red. We're a Republican. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. I'm excited. They do, they're doing, what is it, the uh, gender reveal yeah, party? a political reveal party. There's a cake. All right, time to find out which party affiliation I have. Cut into it. Red icing. We're Republicans. Woo! I mean, we're going to be rich. Uh, 855 No, no, we can have all the guns we want. 855-765-1045 is our number. We appreciate it, Jacob. Thanks so much. Quick break. More of the, of the Marquee Show is on the way. Hey, Marquee. Syndication is next. Congrats. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I don't know about that. I haven't heard anything about that. And, and for those of you that, because there's still a lot of questions about it, people are like, where can I hear you? Or are you going to be on my local radio station? Here's the plan. Next Monday, we're still just going to be on the one radio station. We're just going to be on the one radio station for three hours. And instead of starting at 10 a.m., we're going to be starting uh, at noon, noon to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, starting Monday, March 22nd. We pinned a link on uh, WOKV.com to all of our social media. So if you want to go find it, if you want to see it, you can go to our Twitter. You can read the entire story. You can see my very professional photo where I'm wearing my one and only tie that I uh, that I own. Um, it's very it's very exciting. And we appreciate all the all the well wishes um, from people, although there are some unhappy faces 
that people have left. I guess those are 10 o'clock people that, you know, that won't be able to join us at noon. Exactly, yeah. We will still podcast. And again, the podcast will be there. It will be even longer because we'll have three hours to podcast. So, yes, you may not be able to join us live, but you're more than welcome to subscribe to the Marque Show podcast. Uh, we would love to have you listen, you know, at, at your convenience, at your convenience. 855-765-1045. Just before the break, we had a guy call and say he just found out he was a Republican and we were joking around with him. And we were talking about jokes that only Republicans can make because they're, he said, he said conservatives are just happier people. And, and it's true. They joke around a lot more. They don't care about offending other people or themselves or each other or whatever. They know the difference between humor and real life. They don't have to tiptoe around or, or walk like they're, you know, act like they're walking on, on eggshells. And we don't do it. On, we don't do it on this show. And there's other people that don't do it on their shows, shows. One of them is one of my favorite comedians ever. His name is Bill Burr. And I often say Bill Barr, who's not a comedian. He was the former attorney general of the United States. But their names are very similar. I often get them confused. But Bill Burr, for those of you that that watched The Mandalorian on uh, Disney Plus, you know that Bill Burr was the convict who who was had a he had a very large part in the um, series after a while. But he's also a, a really well established and offensive comedian. He made waves earlier this year when he was on Saturday Night Live making fun of the woke culture. He said this. Just to refresh your memory, the woke movement was supposed to be about people of color not getting opportunities, the at-bats that they deserve, finally making that happen. And it was about that for about eight seconds. And then somehow, white women swung their Gucci-booted feet over the fence of oppression and stuck themselves at the front of the line. And he went on and on. He did this whole bit. It was hilarious. And it was so true. And because it was funny and because it was true, a lot of, uh, a lot of woke white women got offended with him and tried to cancel him. And anytime you try to cancel Bill Burr, first of all, he doesn't care. Second of all, he just becomes more popular, which is one of the, one of the problems the woke movement is finding with people that they try to, that they try to basically erase from existence. So he was back at the Grammys last night. And I know a lot of people don't watch the Grammys, especially Especially the pre-show, which wasn't even televised. Bill Burr was <laughs> Bill Burr was asked to come on and hand out some Grammys during the pre-show, which isn't televised. It's pre-taped. I think it's just streamed on the internet. And he just found that out when he got there. Here's what he had to say: I bought a suit for this. I thought I was going to be on TV. I'm such a moron. I am losing so much money right now. All right, shout out to all the rock stars that I wanted to meet tonight who are watching at home instead. I'm talking to you, Don Dawkin. Don Dawkin. <laughs> but of all the rock stars, he pulls Don Dawkin out of his out of his hat. And if you don't know who Don Dawkin is, I can tell that you were born uh, before before <laughs> before 1989. Uh, but anyway, but he he's there to present like the Latino some of the Latino Grammys. So here's Bill Burr, bald, offensive white guy. Who, who may, old white guy, who makes fun of the woke movement, and he's presenting Grammys for best Latino artist, best Latino album, best Latino performance. And here's a joke that he makes, which of course offended the same people who always get offended by Bill Burr's jokes. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are like going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? And sure enough, this morning on Twitter, <laughs> there, there were more tweets and more threads about canceling Bill Burr, who, again, probably knew it was going to happen when he did it. And that's why he continues to do it. But woke culture, I believe, is I believe it's I believe it's over the hill. I believe what's happening now is you tried to cancel too many things too fast. You tried to cancel too many things for ridiculous reasons. 
You know, maybe maybe there were some books and some movies out there that were offensive back in the day. Sure, maybe they were okay, but now not so much. Sure. But now you're going after the maple syrup. Aunt Jemima, who anyone who listens to Rush Limbaugh knows the story of the real uh, woman, of the real Aunt Jemima character and how it was a former slave who created her own business. One of the first successful capitalist free slaves to create an industry. And by canceling her, you're canceling one of the greatest comeback stories of African-American culture. Uncle Ben's rice. Same gosh darn thing. Now we had uh, we had the whole hubbub with Dr. Seuss and the books that were canceled by his own relatives, by his own foundation. The woke movement going after and to think that I found it on uh, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street and and McGilligan's pool. And if I ran the if I ran the zoo or the circus or whatever, I had all these books that you can't find anymore. And if you do, then you're going to have to shell out fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars to get a copy. And I know because we've been searching for these books so that we can at least keep a copy of them while every while all the all the woke people have been you know throwing them on the on the on the dumpster fire of history. So I believe that we're getting to a Pepe Le Pew. Now when they go after Pepe Le Pew uh, and saying that he's promoting rape culture, you know that they're just running out of ideas. They're running out of people to cancer, cancel. So I think that the woke culture, I believe we're starting to see it kind of roll downhill. Um, which is great because we took our woke folk uh, poem that we did and turned it into a hardcover book, which will be on sale soon. So it's it's perfect timing for us. But if you see all this kind of stuff, you're going to see that it's backfiring, that people are sick and tired of it, and that not everybody has the right to speak. And something that's been happening the past few days with Fox News's Tucker Carlson and the United States military is the perfect example of this. For those of you that don't know, Tucker Carlson got wind of a story where the military was creating new flight suits for pregnant women. Pregnant women. And he had a picture of it. It was the new flight suit design. He went on for a couple days because he kept getting backlash. Uh, he went on and talked about how we he doesn't think that pregnant woman, women should be flying airplanes into combat. Why do we need pregnant flight suits? Why aren't women who are with child taken out of active military duty until they have their baby and they go through their maternity leave and they come back. He talked about how China was laughing at us and that it made us a, a weaker, less threatening force to have pregnant women flying bombers and flying planes and whatnot. And the backlash he got from the military was was remarkable. In fact, a guy named Commander Stalker, who is who is a former Marine, or I guess he's a Marine, but now he's in charge of Space Force Command published a video on Twitter going after Tucker Carlson specifically. I understand some comments were made yesterday and I watched the clip that Mr. Carlson produced as he referred to pregnant women in the military. I'll remind everyone that his opinion, which he has a, a right to, is based off of actually zero days of service in the armed forces. So he's going after Tucker Carlson saying you can't have an opinion on the military because you've never actually served. This is a guy who's in charge of the Space Force and has spent zero days in space. It's a little ironic, I find. But he goes on to continue about how women in the military, even pregnant women, are scientifically better than no women or non-pregnant women in the military. Listen to this. And so he was talking specifically about pregnant women in the armed forces today and how it makes us less, less lethal and less fit and less ready. Let me tell you where he's wrong. Those decisions were made by medical professionals, by commanders, and our civilian leadership that allows for women to have more time with their children to recuperate, to get fit and ready, to take that time that's necessary that our medical professionals know is needed 
which match, actually makes us a more lethal and ready and fit force. I think he got a little confused because he started talking about maternity leave there at the end when Tucker was talking about pregnant women serving in the military. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know that pregnant women would want to go into combat. I didn't know pregnant women would want to spend their time in flight suits flying airplanes. In fact, I go to the fair or you go to like amusement parks, you go to ride the roller coaster, and the first thing it says is, Pregnant women and those with a heart condition should not ride this ride. And if a pregnant woman or someone with a heart condition shouldn't go on a roller coaster, should they really be put into a combat position, which I believe a lot of times is just as, if not more stressful than riding, you know, riding, riding a roller coaster at, at Six Flags or at Bush Gardens. Uh, again, I'm no expert. Neither is Tucker Carlson. But again, neither are any of the other people that are coming out against them. But what's really troubling is the U.S. Marine Corps on their official Twitter account. They have an official Twitter account, their information department. They tweeted out against Tucker Carlson. They tweeted out directly to Fox News, directly to Tucker Carlson, about his comments about women in the military and how bad they thought they were. Well, now I want you to keep this in perspective. You have a branch of the military attacking a journalist for his opinion. This is... More fascist than anything that Donald Trump was ever accused of doing that was fascist. When you have a military that feels that it is appropriate and necessary and doesn't see any kind of conflict in attacking a civilian journalist for their journalism on their official account, then you really I mean, that's when you really have to take take a look back and say, wait a minute, we're seeing a lot of problems our military definitely now seems like they're, they've got a mind of their own. They're no longer here to protect all Americans. They seem to be taking political sides. They seem to be partisan. They seem to be attacking Joe Biden's enemies at Fox News. Is that really what the military of a free democracy does? Or is that what the military under a tyrannical dictator does? 855-765-1045. I've got to take a quick break. Ted Cruz is getting involved in this. We'll tell you how here in just a minute. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show next. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. By the way, so in the brink of, or in the wake rather, of the military using their Twitter accounts to publicly attack Tucker Carlson, a, uh, a an independent civilian journalist, the um, the office of Ted Cruz has now gotten involved. He wrote to Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III, who is the Secretary of Defense, and he said the U.S. military's subordination to civilian governance, including to the American people for whom and by whom the government is selected, is at the core of our republic and its institutions. That structure is woven into our military at every level. And what that basically means is I'm deeply troubled that the comments uh, that the commitments you made and the military's broader obligation to avoid political endorsements and controversy are being systematically undermined for the sake of left wing ideology and political expediency. He goes in to list all of the times that the military has used its Twitter accounts to condemn a civilian journalist. And then he follows up and finishes with. I therefore request that the commander of the Marine Corps meet with me in person to discuss these issues. I also request an official response from the department and implementation of a policy that in, in insulates other units from being similarly mobilized against the speech of American citizens or in the service of left wing political causes. Freedom of speech, freedom of the press. 
Freedom of religion is all guaranteed by the First Amendment. And the United States military is there to make sure that we are all free to do so, not to insert their opinions, their ideas into the conversation. When they do, when they start getting political, that's when we've really got a problem. And what we've seen lately is the military get more and more political. And Ted Cruz and a bunch of others are trying to stop that uh, in its tracks. 855-765-1045. Right, listen, we got to go. Traffic weather news. The best of the Rush Limbaugh show is right after this. Again, if you need any more information about our big announcement, our big move starting next Monday, go to WOKV.com or follow me on Instagram. I've posted a link there as well. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Stay tuned then for the Marque Show. See ya. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.